welcome to a special episode of Give Me Those Star Wars, the official Star Wars show of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm Ryan Daly, and joining me for the first time on this podcast is the Han Solo to my Luke Skywalker, the guy who got me into Star Wars more than 30 years ago. Please welcome my brother, Neil Daly. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. And at the risk of, at the, in the interest of full disclosure, I should point out, since Ryan already dated me by saying that I got him into Star Wars over 30 years ago, I should point out the fact that I am at least 30 years old. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, there could be some timey-wimey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just full disclosure. <laughs> uh, before we go any further, the obligatory spoiler warning for everybody, we're going to be talking about what we saw in the trailer for The Last Jedi. That means if you have not watched the brand new teaser trailer yet, go check it out. There will be a link posted on this episode, and even if I forget to do that, I can't imagine the video will be hard to track down. So watch the teaser, <laughs> and then come on back and listen to the rest of this episode. If any of you are listening to this and you don't want to be spoiled, like if you don't want to know anything about the teaser or hear anything about it, I guess bye. Uh, come back on the next episode, maybe. Um, See you in December. <laughs> if you're still here or if you just came back after watching the teaser, let's kick things off. Neil, overall big picture thoughts, what did you think of the teaser? Okay, well, first of all, I should jump in right away with the obvious excitement level that I probably feel every single time anything new Star Wars related kind of comes out. I mean, it's almost hard to be let down since Disney kind of took the reins and reimagined the Star Wars universe uh, compared to what Lucas had done with the prequels. I was a little timid with the Force Awakens early teaser, the first teaser to come out. And then as more trailers were released and more footage got released and then the film was released, uh, I, I was on board. And then after Rogue One, I'm 100% committed. I'm in. So obviously this one, I've been waiting for this for quite some time. You know, if you go back, uh, to to before the Force Awakens, that original teaser came out over a year ahead of time. That was in December of the previous year. Mm-hmm. So the the buzz that you know I've been waiting for this for quite some time, as well as I'm sure all fans were. Unfortunately, the rumor was that they just didn't want to step on the toes of Rogue One. They wanted to give Rogue One plenty of room to breathe, so they were holding off on this uh, until the Star Wars celebration. So big picture overall, I'm excited. I'm excited. It was, it was, it's what a teaser should do. It, it, it didn't reveal too much. We know that there's a whole lot more to come. This isn't the final trailer and your audience hopefully understands the difference between what a commercial trailer is compared to a teaser. Yeah. And this teaser did its job. It was effective. It, when the music kicks in and the new title card comes up with red lettering instead of yellow, it was just enough to get me hooked. I want more. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And I, I didn't even think about this until you mentioned Rogue One a couple of times. Now I'm kind of thinking that maybe we won't see any of these shots in the final film. <laughs> this is very true. That's, this is, rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I think the, the, original tra- the original teaser for Rogue One, I don't think any of that footage was on the final thing, but... Yeah, that's a that's a whole another that's yeah. a whole another episode. <laughs> um, yeah, it sort of set the stage for where I was and how I saw this trailer. I was taking my wife Angie to the airport, and I knew that it was going to be dropping like around eleven o'clock, or that's when their their panel for Star yep. Wars Celebration for the Last Jedi was going to begin. So I yeah. dr- I dropped her off at the airport, and just about that time, 
I went onto YouTube. Like, as I'm driving home, I'm just, I'm listening to the panel's live stream on the Star Wars YouTube channel. Uh, and yeah. when, they, when, yeah. they, when they got to the point where they're like, yeah, we're going to show the, t-, like, the, the director, Ryan Johnson's like, here is the trailer. I had to pull off the road. Like, I knew. I got off the highway. <laughs> so I watched this one on my phone in a parking lot behind a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> so, and I, I can't I, imagine a better way to see it. I figured that's exactly <laughs> how Kathleen Kennedy wanted everybody to watch it. So. This is true. And, and by the way, since you mentioned the, the Star Wars celebration, uh, the streaming live on the YouTube channel, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is pretty new, isn't it? I think that the Star Wars celebration before was kind of like Comic-Con, where we would see leaked footage a day or two later. To the best of my knowledge, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the first time that Star Wars has basically streamed almost every panel that they're doing live. They have. I know they they filmed a lot of it for The Force Awakens because that came out on YouTube eventually. I don't think it was the day of. But like right, their, right. their major panel. But, and I think there was actually... Last year, I want to say there was actually some disappointment about what was actually shown at the celebration last year, and that a lot of people were thinking that it was kind of uh, it just it didn't meet the same expectations as the year before. Uh, so you're right, this one like the what they've been showing, what they've been revealing to the whole world, whether you're there or not in Orlando, uh, you're getting to see yeah. a whole lot, and I think that's great. It's a great way to get the the fans engaged right away. Well, I think this is you know I've I've heard too that they're not doing it next. year that they're mm. taking a year off next year. Um, and, and possibly because there's just not enough to promote next year with, I think only the standalone Han Solo movie is going to be talked about. But this is, this year is also, it's the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen like from the, from the Star Wars celebration website, like the chronology of events. That said, this would, if I was ever going to go to one, this would have been the one to go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's about four days of nonstop fun and excitement. They're talking about everything from, from uh, the Rebels cartoon to, you know, what's yeah. coming up and exp- going outside of the, the 60 year window of the Star Wars universe as we know it and yeah. branching out and getting, you know, where do we go after episode nine and right. blah, blah, blah. So I'm sorry. I know we're getting off the subject, but no, that's fine. So Actually, back to- I, I was going to mention it to, to the listeners that probably the next episode of this podcast, whenever it comes out, will be dedicated just to Star Wars celebration in Orlando and all of the panels and kind of sort of a news recap of, of everything that is cool. coming out. Yeah. So look for that. So yeah. anyway, into, plenty of it. Yeah, into the trailer and actually what we saw, um, just kind of going through some of the quick hits that we, it opens up. It's a black screen. Of course, the way it fades mm-hmm. up looked really interesting to me. Like, I don't know if you noticed it. It looked kind of like it was like an, an inky kind of fade in. And then we get this quick shot of Ray, like slamming her hand down on rock. She's still on the Island where she meets Luke. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked like her hand was broken or like some of her fingers were kind of like distorted. It might just be the way she planted it. But like my quick glance was, it looked like she was hurt or something. And the two things together, kind of like the inky blackness and that, like maybe she's just coming out of a force vision or something. She's had a nightmare of some kind, sort of like when Luke was was in the underneath the tree in Dagobah. That was sort of the impression that yeah. I got. That's interesting. I, I definitely got a sense from. Uh, well, first of all, let's talk about two different things. Mm-hmm. The the cutaways could be just techniques used for the trailer. So the uh, you know, for the teaser, because I noticed. That that same type of fade in, I saw, I think, three different times with three different settings in the trailer. You know, uh, the, that one that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and then the one leading into, I think it was, uh, the, there was a cut leading into, or, where, where Luke Skywalker, or he goes, what do you see? Yeah, and then yeah. she says, I, I, see, I see light, and right. then it fades in on, you know, Leia at the control panel, and then 
uh, stayed, and then I see darkness, and it looked like either Kylo Ren's mask or Vader's mask. And we'll we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. And then and then, and then uh, uh, there was the, like a what looked like a map, you know, mm-hmm. the, studying the map or a thing. book of some so, kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it used the same type of interesting fade-ins where just when your eyes kind of focus on what they're looking at, they cut away from something else. And I'm assuming that's intentional, but that could be just a technique used by the editors for the trailer. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Um, speaking of, like, the imagery that we saw, like, I, I don't think I've seen any of Ryan Johnston's previous movies. I never saw Looper. Um, but from just this, like, the visual, the, the aesthetic, the cinematography, I thought looked mm-hmm. great. I thought the colors really popped in this. Uh, it yes. looks like it's beautifully shot. So uh, if that's like all that I can base this guy on so far, it, he, he's got my vote of confidence from that. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think there were a lot of, I, I, I hope, I, I can't, I have no information to back this up in fact, but I'm, but I'm hoping that he, he borrowed heavily from the, the kind of scenescapes of The Force Awakens and Rogue One, which were very atmospheric mm-hmm. and pay, paid a lot more attention to big wide landscape shots and then moving you know slow zooms and panning and stuff like that we saw a lot of that at the beginning of force awakens yeah. with with ray on uh you know going through the star destroyer stuff mm-hmm. those you know so i'm hoping that he you know kind of tried to keep it in the same in the same universe so to speak as a director otherwise if not if this is just his own doing i agree with you i think it looks shot beautifully and my kudos to whether he set that up or the just the DP director of photography did it. Um, it looks visually stunning. Yeah, we get the uh, sort of panoramic like we get a lot of those shots with Luke giving a voiceover, telling uh, presumably Ray to breathe, asking her what she sees, what she feels. I know that in the panel that preceded the reveal of the trailer, Mark Hamill said he hadn't seen the trailer yet, but he had recorded something specifically for it. So I don't know if his lines in this trailer will actually be used in the final cut, maybe a different version of them, but it certainly seems like he was doing new ADR, new voice work just for this, and that was what they were used to kind of like setting up the, a lot of those montage shots. Yeah, and that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I know I I did hear because uh, I know this was a popular question back with the the trailer for the Force Awakens mm-hmm. when there was discussion about whether they used the actual dialogue Mark Hamill recorded from Return of the Jedi when he was talking to Leia about the Force running yeah. strong in the family, and he said that no, that was actually new. He re-recorded that dialogue. Again. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think they did so, the same thing here. Was, so. And that was and that was never it was just specifically for the trailer, right? So, uh, speaking of that, you kind of went through like we get like three things. He says, "What do you see?" Ray says, "Light," and we see looks like the back of Leia in a, a ship or a base or something. She's looking at a map. There are other Resistance officers around her. If you listen with headphones on very carefully, as she is saying "light," you hear very faintly Carrie saying, "Help me, Obi Wan." It's her line from the first Star Wars. Um, it's, very it's interesting. Very faint in, it's very faint in the background, and I think it's just supposed to be to remind us who she is, and we get a little bit of Ray's theme music in that. Uh, the next yeah. thing she sees, darkness, and I think it does look like Kylo Ren's mask, although it, it it definitely sort of conveys the same idea as what Darth Vader's mask looked like in the teaser for uh, The Force Awakens. Um, but it's like shattered, right. it's destroyed. We get his theme music from The Force Awakens. And underneath that, you can hear Alec Guinness say the words, he was seduced by the dark side, describing Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So. And and spoiler alert, too, there there is a, a, a buzz floating around that Kylo Ren will have a new mask in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it would, make, it would make perfect sense that whatever he was wearing, the Knights of Ren mask that he had used before must have been destroyed in battle. 
So right. that makes sense. Yeah. Or just left on Starkiller base when it was destroyed because yeah, I, think, just, he, yeah, I exactly. think he left it exactly. on the, on the catwalk be... after he killed Han. So The final image, Ray says, the balance or something like that. And it looks like it's either a map or some kind of like book. It looks like it's in the middle of a tree. This, this was the one that was kind of hardest to get a read on. And underneath that, we hear Yoda. And again, this is very faint saying, it surrounds us and binds us. Yeah, kind of yeah. My little, guess. Yeah. I, well, I'll, I'll let you jump in. Describe what you think about that first. I think the, I I think these are just kind of meant to evoke our memories of these characters and these things of what the Force is and what it means to us. I, I don't think those will necessarily have any practical impact on the story or those scenes. It's just about kind of layering and you know hitting all of those nostalgic buttons. I agree with the first two points mm-hmm. that you made. I'm not sure. I, I have a hunch. There's a tendency for me to believe that we may actually hear the voice of Yoda in this capacity on uh, outside the Jedi Temple. And the reason being is, again, I don't want to get too much into this wasn't video that we actually saw. So I, this could be spoiler that we'll talk about later. But there are forced trees planted all over this, which have the memories and yeah. make it to communicate with the other Jedi, fallen Jedi, and mm-hmm. things like that. So if that if that is why Luke went there to this final Jedi temple, the last temple that was hidden from the rest of the galaxy, uh, and this stores all the knowledge of the Force in these trees, uh, I think it would it makes sense that we may see uh, fallen Jedi appear to her in visions or something. I would love that. I'm cool with that as long as it's done well. I think that would be great. Yeah. Okay. So then just again, like we'll, we'll go through again what we just saw and then we'll kind of extrapolate from there. So after that, she, she mentions the balance. We see her training with her lightsaber on the rocks Mm -hmm. with Luke, like kind of like overlooking, like supervising. And then we get a bunch of rapid succession cooks and the music kicks up and the music that they play for these trailers is fantastic. It never ends up in the movie. Um, but they just had this great, they, they, (laughs) like they hire new composers to just like redo or retweak or remix, you know, the old John Williams score. And it sounds great. We get what seems like a land based battle on maybe another desert world with these like desert speeders or something like that. They're like fainting out with red smoke behind them. It looks like they're charging into battle against walkers in the far distance. Distance, like on the horizon, um, we see shots. Yeah, which, which, which by the way, are you familiar with the the new walkers that are debuting in this film? Uh, I, were they previewed in the Force Awakens? I think there was. Uh, there uh, apparently there apparently was a shot of one or two in the background. Yeah, but they actually have a new name. They're called Gorilla Walkers. I heard about that. Are, yes. these, yeah, they're apparently going to be pretty prominent in the next two movies, and they're just supposed to be monsters. <laughs> so I heard that. Yeah, the way they, that, the way they walk, their like front legs are a little bit. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and they're wow. they're beefier and and bigger and and more more agile, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm sure that they're holding up that footage until the next trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be able to like wrap them up with a tow cable like Wedge did in this one. So, <laughs> nope. They're learning from nope, mistakes. Nope. I don't think you'll be able to trip them. <laughs> Um, we see a scenes from a space battle. It looks like a major conflict with like the, possibly the resistance in the first order. We see Tie fighters. We see X wings. I saw a shot of an A wing fighter, um, and then what looks like some new capital ships for the resistance uh, that looked bigger. Yeah, looked a little yeah. bit like the B wing fighters, but just kind of, sort of like bigger. Yeah, so, the cockpits look like B wings. Sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's cool because that was one of the things that I did miss from the Force Awakens was that we didn't get a lot of new ships or a lot of new new things. It was so much about remembering what we loved about the old ones 
Uh, so I'm hoping to right. get a little bit of the new. Um, we see quick shot. We see Finn, and it looks like he's still in some sort of medical facility, still unconscious. Um, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know how long they're going to tease that out. I, I know he wakes up, so I, I don't know why they haven't shown that. Yeah, yet. I think I, my guess is that they probably just felt like they had to throw him into a teaser just to right. remind people he's still alive. Right, right. Um, we see Poe running down a corridor with BB-8, getting like running to his X-wing. There's a massive explosion. Later on, there is a shot of looks like Captain Phasma and a couple of stormtroopers walking out of fire. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a shot we see, and I'm just going to go out and say that it's Luke in his cloak falling down to his knees next to R2-D2, and in the distance is a temple or a, a mosque of some kind that is burning. Now, I remember when The Force Awakens came out, when they they showed Rey's Force vision uh, and all mm-hmm. of these things, and her, she went through her rapid kind of like all like how the lightsaber ended up coming to her. There is that shot of Luke on his knees putting his cybernetic hand on R2. That yep. shot was originally supposed to be longer. J.J. confirmed that it is a shot of Luke looking at the burning Jedi Temple, and he was supposed to kind of like sway like almost like he's swooning and then falling down to his knees kind of in grief and he puts his hand on R2 for support basically because he's about mm. to like pass out and people are like well that's not how I read it and he's like yeah we, we cut it shorter just kind of make it a little bit more ambiguous so I think that's actually okay. what we're seeing in that scene and I think they're basically they're going to give us a flashback of that moment and why he went into hiding why he went into exile or whatever it was we're going to see that he had started this new Jedi Academy and it it all was burned down in front of him. Yep, and yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting the way you described that longer shot that we didn't see is eerily reminiscent of uh, Obi Wan when Alderaan got blown up. The mm-hmm. way he kind of had to like he grabbed his heart and almost almost fell over in the Millennium Falcon and had to hold himself up. Yeah, so it's yeah. very very. It obviously it hits Jedi hard. Yeah. And one of the last shots that we haven't really talked about, we do get a very brief glimpse of Kylo Ren with his mask off, again, with the lightsaber, his sort of tribulated lightsaber. He does have a scar, although we don't see all of his face, but we see enough that I'm kind of like, okay, he doesn't look like Two-Face. You know, whatever scar he has, <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of like slim and faded because, you know, you know, it's, he's one of our main characters. He needs to be pretty enough to be in the movie. So <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Anakin star in yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in before we go off into more greater speculation, like any any other like shots, like things that we actually saw that you do, that you wanted to mention? No, you know, just I I think they they did a good job of kind of leaving leaving story elements out. You know, they mm-hmm. they they didn't even hint towards you know the big questions that were at the end of of Force Awakens where who were raised parents are they coming back you know all these all these other things you know i i like the fact that they kind of left that out and they let this they let this just kind of sit we had the we had the impression all along because the whole the last movie was all about the search for luke so mm-hmm. we understand that this is going to be you know uh, uh like an empire strikes back type of thing where ray is going to be separated from the rest of the cast the entire movie i believe that she's going to be training with luke the entire movie yeah. just kind of like luke trained with yoda so i what i found really really interesting was and it's from the very opening shot with her falling onto the rocks and the rocks moving in her hand and, and so I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see how well she's adapting to the force. Is it becoming? Is it difficult? Is it not? You know, Luke was such a hothead on Empire Strikes Back. He mm-hmm. just he was just impatient and kind of kind of a whiny little bitch about it. <laughs> but but we didn't see him. We didn't see him really like struggle with the physicality of any of this. Mm-hmm. So 
I, you know, I'm very, very curious to see what they do having Ray, a younger female character, go through the training that Luke went through. And is Luke going to be harder on her? Is he going to be more, you know, is he leery about even training another Jedi? Um, I definitely think that, that was that the impression from left from the end of it. Um, like with his, yeah. his final line, he's like, it's time for the Jedi. And they're like, uh, to return, to come back? He's like, to end. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't expecting that one. Uh, but you're right, and I do think I do think that is important because I remember a lot of people complaining with how quickly Ray seemed to master some aspects of the Force in the Force Awakens. Uh, how quickly she yep. was able to fight w- with a lightsaber combat with Kylo Ren, who had been doing it for a long time, if not his entire life, and how quickly right. she was able to use the Jedi mind trick. And people were like, "Oh, they're kind of like they're making her too powerful." One of my questions is. What if she is just naturally more powerful than Luke? You know, for for mm-hmm. us, for people of our generation, that sounds like sacrilege because we grew up with him being the hero of this whole thing. Yes. But it is a new yeah. generation. It is for a new audience, and they want their hero to be the one. So I think yep. we kind of have to expect the fact that she might be more just naturally inherently gifted and and we see that that moment where she's touching the ground and you know Luke had a hard enough time levitating a big boulder a big rock she's levitating like pebbles at the like the micro level and yeah, yeah. so i think we I, I think we just have to kind of expect to see the force represented in a different way a way that we're not really used to for this new set of yeah, movies I've- I would even go so far as to say that I hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of hope that's the case because I think that from just from a pure story element, you know, we don't know yet. I have my suspicions, but we don't know yet the relationship between Kylo Ren and 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 Ray. Mm-hmm. But I sure, see, you know, the first movie sure seemed to give us a lot of Kylo Ren's character about how hard he's trying and he's just not as gifted and he's working hard. And it's not coming easy to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there was a lot of that that was given in the story. And then so I thought it was fascinating that all of a sudden Ray kind of accidentally picks up this stuff. And that's going to be because, you know, th- those two are going to go head to head for the next two, two movies. It's going to oh, yeah. be about them. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be I, I'm, I'm very curious if she is just a much more naturally gifted. I mean, she, what if hypothetically she's the most powerful Jedi yet we've seen? You know, she could like this is this is we're we're, we're talking new territory, but we never saw Yoda in his prime. We never saw right. you, know, uh, you know all this stuff. So it would be I, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I have no problem whatsoever if she's if she masters faster than Luke did and she's better at the Force. But, you know, I'm I'm all for it. It's also you know this generation you got to move faster. You know they're used to you know light speed cables and things like that. We you know they don't they don't have the attention span to watch you know Luke's training on Dagobah. You know spending months in there. So uh, yeah, they would have fast forwarded that part. <laughs> yeah, they would. So. All right, so I think big picture we will just say you know we this trailer did its job. It it teased the hell out of us. It was really exciting. It got me pumped, and I, I was all, I mean the, they had my money already. I was going to see this. Um, oh yeah. But I just think like this this trailer was worth the wait. I think this was a really effective, really well done. I'm sure it's going to get a ton of uh, it. Might you know it'll probably be like the most viewed trailer uh, on tw- on you know YouTube until whatever the next Spider-Man trailer comes out. So at this point, Neil and I are going to kind of maybe like speculate, go off into a little bit more theory territory. Uh, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to indulge in that speculation, if you just want to kind of know what we thought about what we saw, you've heard that. 
and you know you're welcome. Please let us know what you thought about that trailer. Uh, leave a comment either on the Facebook or on Twitter or on the website post at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, and you can leave now if you don't want to hear any more, but we're going to keep talking for another couple of minutes right now and just kind of go into what are some of the rumors, what are some of the, the you know, maybe more spoiler territory for this movie that we have heard uh, that might turn out to be true, it might turn out to be false. We'll kind of let us know. So, big picture thoughts. Do we think Ray, her identity is going to be revealed in this one? Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking if, 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 they, if they do that big reveal, because that was, that was the burning question at the end of the first movie. That was kind of, they, they left, they, that was the question they wanted to leave Hank yeah. to make it. So, so, I think everybody's been waiting for that. I think that if they do reveal it, it'll be at the end of this movie, similar to Luke, I'm your father. You know, it just seems like when you're doing the trilogy, you introduce elements in the first movie, you reveal it at the end of the second movie, and then the third movie is reconciliation. Yeah. And and so that kind of thing, it would seem to make sense that they certainly would not just throw that at us at the beginning. There'd be no reason for it. And they could reveal it in the third movie, for all we know. But I think my guess is that they'll probably... We'll we'll discover that uh, at the end of the second movie, at the end of this one, and it might even be something like where somebody reveals it in dialogue that the audience will be made aware of it. But maybe Ray won't even know. Maybe Ray won't know till the third. So yeah, I, I you know that's my my guess is yeah. I think I think we'll get it at the end of the. Do you have a theory of your your own? Like, do you know? Do you think you know who she is? I'm I'm sticking to my original. You know, after after seeing The Force Awakens a couple of times, I'm sticking to the unpopular opinion that I think I think he is Han and Leia's second child that Han was unaware of, and that uh, Leia didn't Leia wanted to hide it from him because of what happened with Kylo, mm-hmm. uh, with Ben, her, their son Ben, and I think that Leia was pregnant and Han and Leia had already split, and so she didn't tell him because she didn't want to have him go through that heartache and she kept it secret. And so she gave, she gave Ray away, yeah, but kept an eye on him, kept an eye on her, you know, had people keeping an eye on her and watching her and stuff like that. But I think the, 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 there were so many elements to tie her to Luke that were almost too obvious. Just the, the force visions being with the Luke, finding the lightsaber, all these other things, which makes sense. And I'm not going to be disappointed either way, mm-hmm. but I think that that was almost, you know, Leia was, Leia had the force too. She was a force user, just didn't practice it. And there were so many little one-liners about Ray finishing Han's sentences in the Falcon about how to fix it, how to move, how to pilot. He wanted to take her, you know, I could use a good apprentice. All those little tiny, tiny elements that just seemed like, why are they getting along so well? You know, this is like the father that she always wanted. They definitely clicked like a father-daughter team really, really quickly. It, it yeah. definitely gave you that impression. And I think some of the scenes between her and Kylo Ren felt like sibling rivalry type of scenes. Uh, I thought so, so too. I those, so those, too. Two, those two connections, while I'm watching it, de- I definitely got the sense that I was like, yeah, I think that's who she is. But at the end, her scene with Leia, I don't know. I just got, I got no sense of connection or history between them. And that's the one thing that's kind of making me think. I don't. I don't really know. I, I don't think that's the case because I think they would have felt it because they are both force sensitive. They would have known, looking at each other, that that's who they are. 
And sure, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a reason why I don't uh, specifically why why I don't think it's that. Um, I think part of part of it is because I just don't. For selfish reasons alone, I don't necessarily want to believe that Luke had a wife or something. You know that Luke had a had a child, had a, had a kid or something. That's just that's just I I would just rather not have that be a part of his storyline. And if if um, she turns out to be Luke's daughter, they are going to have to do some like acrobatics to make to make it so that he she was out in the wild and he didn't know about her because if he yeah. did know if he sent her into hiding or something to this planet where anything could have happened to her like that that goes really close to ruining his character in my eyes so yeah. i i almost yeah, don't that's want like her dead yeah i don't i don't <laughs> necessarily want her to be ray skywalker my other theory like if she is related to somebody she somebody we know and it, like, if she has to be, I think she might be Obi Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. Um, no, that's that's that subject has come up. Yeah, I've, I've heard arguments for that as well. Yeah, and but the, the the other thing, I think I would be equally happy, if not maybe more so, except for the fact that a lot of people would feel left down because they would feel like her identity was the major question. If she is nobody that we know, if she's not related to anybody, I think that might kind of reinforce our theory of like why she is the most important Jedi that we've ever seen. And this was a conversation I've had with other people. Like, we might have a new definition of what the Force is and how the Force acts by the end of this new trilogy. Because it always, uh-huh. in the past, it always felt very reactive. It was something that you could tap into. It was something, it was an energy field that was reactive. It responded to your wishes and your commands and it helped you right. do things. Maybe the force is more proactive in this case. And maybe when it got to, when we had this world where all of the Jedi had been wiped out again, Luke went into hiding and the dark side was rising again with like Snoke and Kylo Ren, the, you know, the force saw a vacuum that it needed to fill. So it kind of created or it gave Ray more for like the, the amount of force that she needed to do this. So that's why she's more powerful. Like the force kind of, I'm, I'm not, not like, not like in the prequels, how they said like Anakin was sort of like sired by the, or like he was like a, a miracle, like a, a virginal birth or something like that. Like not, yeah, not, that like, was that. Ridiculous. not like that, but just like <laughs> the force kind of saw the vacuum and needed, knew that it had to be filled. So it responded. It took an active part in, Giving her more power than we've ever seen, because that's what she now, would that need would be cool. to survive and to that would to, be cool. Uh, yeah, that would actually be cool because there's there's one thing that the Star Wars universe has a tendency to interweave everybody somehow is connected as mm-hmm. if like the universe is only like like a couple city blocks long, right? And and every everybody has a path with each other. So they certainly there's no reason for to have her be related to anybody. It's not important, but I think Star Wars fans would be let down if that makes sense right because we've so become accustomed to everybody has everybody here is connected somehow to somebody yeah and i think that that would kind of be a a a letdown now a fourth option which we haven't talked about and is starting to gain a little bit of traction uh on the internet and some of the spoiler rumor sites is that uh she is uh she has a connection to snow and those are two people that we don't know anything about yet, but that will be revealed. That's and that's true. Kind of like in in Empire when you had you know, uh, the Emperor at the time, Emperor Palpatine was you know finally made aware of Luke Skywalker, and he was kind of watching him from afar and saying, "We've got to turn him," and blah blah blah. 
somehow there might be some sort of connection to her Ray with Snoke that there's, I don't know, it's offspring or something, but a connection that that is now going to be why he is going to, he's going to lead uh, Kylo Ren to getting her. And that's, I, I kind of heard that that's part of their mission. Like we're going to see them face off again. And I'm not basing this on anything that I've heard. This is just kind of a feeling like, I think like Snoke's reaction when he found out that she was more powerful than than Kylo Ren in the Force Awakens, like when, that she resisted mm-hmm. his mind trick and everything, like even uh-huh. if they even if they're not related or something, like even if they aren't, I would think that looking at Kylo Ren's failure to defeat her, Snoke would want her as his apprentice more than Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. So I think there oh, might. Yeah. I think we might actually see a flip between these characters, and I might see I, they might try to take her over to the dark side, whether it works or not, I think that is going to be part of their plan. And I am also, I'm still of the impression that Kylo Ren, we might actually see the redemption of Ben Solo in this trilogy. A lot of people think that's beyond, that's not possible because he killed Han, but they they have said that this is still the Skywalker saga. Now Luke is still a part of this, but Kylo Ren is a Skywalker. He's got that blood. And uh-huh. so he, uh-huh. he could be the new hero. And we haven't really seen a fallen Jedi redeem himself. I mean, Darth Vader killed the Emperor, he sacrificed himself, but he didn't have to live with what he did. He didn't have to own his actions as Darth Vader. If Kylo Ren goes back and he becomes Ben Solo and he becomes a hero and he has to own the horrible things, the people that he murdered up to and including his father, that is a character arc that I would be very interested in seeing in the third movie of this trilogy, like in episode nine or perhaps even after that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that you're onto something very interesting. And, and I will say that if they do a complete about face and Ray ends up going into the dark side and Ben redeems himself and comes back and is the hero, that will be a switch I did not see coming. And I think it would be awesome and brilliant. However, the downside to that means it'll go that Luke Skywalker has basically completely failed as a Jedi trainer. <laughs> well, well I, I am kind of like there already. I'm kind of like, <laughs> we're, after like seven, Evan, after seven movies, have we had any good mentor relationship in these? Like, like these are all about, these are all about fathers who disappoint their sons and daughters. That's, that's a yeah, real story. It kind of, it kind of makes you like. I'm not surprised Ben just took off <laughs> with the Tatooine to hide for like 40 years or whatever. I mean, it's like it's kind of getting like Jedi training is is, is must not be fun. <laughs> must not. And and Luke certainly sounds like he's at the point where it's like, look, this is maybe just a lost cause. Maybe this isn't worth the heartache. Every time we try to yeah. have these Jedi, it goes bad for the entire galaxy. So they have to end. Maybe he doesn't want any more yeah. Jedi. Maybe he thinks the galaxy would be better off without anybody using yeah. the Force. Yeah, even Yoda went into hiding and didn't want to train Luke. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can't handle this heartbreak anymore. So um, I, I I expect we will see a presence or a voice or something of Yoda. I think I know that – I don't know if I heard it was confirmed or not, but I think there was a lot of rumor that Frank Oz might be doing some voice work. Um, cool. A lot of people are speculating that we'll see Hayden Christensen play Anakin again. I have no interest in that just because I'm I'm fine with them forgetting that part of the movie universe. I, yeah, I, I am too. As a matter of fact, you know, this is completely off topic, but you know, I, I I've always kind of had a 
a, a problem with the reissues of Return of the Jedi when they brought Hay- Hayden Christensen back in yes. at the end uh, on, on on Endor, and I'm like, every other Jedi appeared in the, the <laughs> age that they died. Yeah. So why does why does he just get to choose? I want to be like young and good looking again. <laughs> Well, because that was the type of personality he had in the in the prequels. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Oh, one more thing before before I go off yep. uh, off subject. The other cool thing, though, about uh, this is just a cool story element about keeping Ray as a solo uh, and Skywalker daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, if if that ends up being the case, is that gives that actually is about the only logical reason to keep Chewbacca in the story. Mm-hmm. Because now he his life debt transfers that he owed Han transfers to her, which would give him a reason to be otherwise. Otherwise, there's absolutely no reason. I mean, he was already done with the re- with the rebel the rebellion anyway. Yeah. He and Han had just left; they were gone. And now with Han dead and Chewie couldn't protect him, I mean, Chewie would. There's no reason for him to be there. If anything, he could be suicidal for all we know. Right. So, um, yeah. I think I think it would be cool now if he then absorbs that life debt and wants to be the protector of Ray, and that keeps him in the story. Yeah. You know, that actually that brings up the other kind of the big mystery of this movie is Ray and Luke and her training and everything. I imagine that is probably going to be the, the focus of this movie. But there's a whole other part of the story that we really don't know much of anything about. Like, obviously, the Resistance and the First Order are still in conflict. The yep. First Order suffered a, a bad loss with the destruction of the Starkiller base. But before that, they destroyed the, the, resi- the Republic capital, whatever the new version yep. of Coruscant was. So we're going to see major battles, but we don't know what Finn is going to be doing. We don't know what po- – I mean, Poe is still going to be on the front lines fighting, I imagine. But Finn, is he going to stick with the Resistance? Is he going to go wake up and want to go back after Rey? Is he going to be in hiding? Um, I I am at, like I kind of want to see another scene between him and Captain Phasma. Uh, we know, yep, like, yep. I mean, all of the other bad guys survived. We know, they, I mean, they. I don't think the panel really even mentioned him or talked about it. But Benicio del Toro is going to be in this movie. We know that he's playing. Laura Dern's in it. Yeah, Laura Dern is in it. I think she's playing a basically one of like the like the highest ranking politician in the Republic who survived. Okay. And I think she's going to kind of have a sort of a civil war with Leia's character, and it's going to kind of throw off like the chain of power within the Resistance. Um, Benicio okay. Dottor is cool. he's playing a villainous character, but I don't think he's necessarily in the First Order. I don't think he's a dark Jedi or something. My hope is that he's kind of like a gangster or so like whoever took over for Jabba the Hutt, like his criminal empire. Yeah. But it might be something more yeah. like a bounty hunter type character. He might be playing the same character from Sicaria. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering I was actually wondering if there's any chance he's gonna play the Wolfman. <laughs> oh, I hope so. No, yeah, I know. Me too. The, the same Wolfman from the Mos Eisley Cantina from the, when they just yeah. had the Wolfman mask that they got from the creature. Hey, it might it might have been him. That could have been a full moon. <laughs> we, I mean, there's two suns. How do we know what? <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but like, yeah, that, no, I, I think I think the teaser did a really a really a really good job, a very purposeful mm-hmm. and a very good job of keeping all. You know, they showed us a couple elements of action just because we needed to see something, right? But they kept that story arc completely out of it. Like, like you could watch that trailer a hundred times and have no idea what the rebels are fighting for right now, or the resistance. I yeah. say. The resistance in the new order. We have no idea what the hell's going on. And they left out that out on purpose because that will come in time. Yeah. I think what they wanted to do is establish that this is going to be, uh, this is going to be a Skywalker story. Luke, Luke and Ray. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we probably will have to wait until October to get more new footage or more, another trailer or whatever, because that seems to be the schedule. It's going to be on like Monday Night Football or something or, but as, as a, as a, just a teaser to sort of like whet our appetites, it looked good. It hit all of my buttons. It showed me new vehicles. It showed me new locations. Uh, the music sounded great. It was the visual just again, I, because I don't know anything about Ryan Johnston's filmmaking like career up to this point. Now I kind of want to go out and see Looper or some of his other stuff. Like just yep. as a visual like style, like his eye, as much as I get from yep. this, from this, trailer, it looks really good. Uh, I think this yeah, will be yeah, a yeah. a very beautiful to look at movie, if nothing else. And I I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, we get a lot more from it. So I, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm too. And this, is, yeah. this 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 has this has big big shoes to fill because mm. you know if it follows suit, you know if it follows suit compared to the you know the, the original trilogy, this is the movie where the darkness lies and where where so you know you get into some depth and there's got to be some serious acting beats and some hard storylines to swallow and stuff. I think we're going to, I think this one's going to be, if it, if it follows suit, it's going to be that type of movie. So I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, at the very beginning of the podcast, you know, I, it, the force awakens and then rogue one got me 100% back in on board. So it's, you know, this, this teaser did everything I had hoped it would do, which is got me excited, but made me want more. And that's, that's all I can ask for. All right. I think that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, thank you, Neil, for being my guest on this episode. Uh, I'm sure I'll have you back. In fact, I think you're probably going to show up on another podcast on the Fire and Water Network in the very near future. Teaser I feel f- like that might happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once again, for those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. And again, what did you think about this teaser trailer? Let us know. Leave a comment on Facebook, on Twitter, on the website. Uh, we definitely want to hear from you. Share your thoughts. And until next time, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. gonna end it with something and say like hey and also leave a comment how you feel about ryan naming his unborn baby grand admiral Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> you know a- angie really liked Thrawn in the book so <laughs> that might not be such a arm twist to, to get her on that side let's see <laughs> cool cool uh,